Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Upshift Podcast. Milwaukee, 120 years of motorcycle recap. Uh, some of the podcast wasn't able to make it, and we'll talk about that in this episode. Somebody in the podcast had a visitor that wanted to ride his uh, shovel head, and he didn't ride it. But there's all kinds of uh, motorcycle stories, motorcycle talk in this episode and again thanks for tuning in to the upshift podcast thanks for the support thanks for reaching out to us on instagram uh, telling us you like the podcast we appreciate everybody that listens and downloads the podcast and interacts with us on uh, our social media handles uh, the upshift podcast on facebook the upshift podcast on instagram you can follow brian up there in the uh, not so rainy northeast now after his weather has broke and you can follow him at the upshift underscore nh but again the upshift guys thank you for tuning in this podcast all motorcycles all the time Hey guys, this is Brian with the Upshift Podcast. When I ride, I got CNC Thunder riding with me. CNC Thunder Custom Motorcycles keeps my road glide in tip-top shape and all the bikes that I own. They keep me going down the road with all parts and service. Check those guys out on Instagram at CC Thunder. Check them out on Facebook at CNC Thunder and CNC Thunder CustomMotorcycles.com. They're here in my hometown in Calpin, South Carolina, and those guys are celebrating 25 years in business. 25 years says a lot about an independent motorcycle shop. They're doing it right. Get thunderstruck at CNC Thunder Custom Motorcycles. Hey guys, let's talk suspension. When the Upshift guys ride, we ride with suspension technologies. Built to a standard, not a price. Mike and his team are American made as it gets. Check those guys out on Instagram at Suspension Technologies, on Facebook at SuspensionTechnologies.com. Guys and gals, it's Brian from the Upshift Podcast. Let's talk about Indy Ridge boots. I've been using their gloves with these cold days and they feel great. You know when you put something on and it just feels like quality? Well, that's what you get with Indy Ridge. The Upshift guys wear Indy Ridge boots and gloves. And I think you should too. It'll make your riding experience even better. And welcome in to the Upshift Podcast with the host Brian and Brian. How you doing, buddy? What's up, Brian? 
Hey, man, I'm doing good. Good to hear your voice. Good to hear you. I would have seen you, and we would have done a podcast in Milwaukee, but you wasn't able to make it, and I'm still mad about it. Yep, yeah, me too. It, it's uh, it was a bad few days. Let's just say that. I'm sorry, and I didn't send a lot of pictures to you because I'm like, I'm not going to rub salt in the wound. So I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm sure you saw enough on Instagram. Yes, yes, I saw all sorts of videos, and you know the thrashing supply guys there. So yeah, it looked fun. It was. It was. It was. Like I said, I've been to four or five of them now since the hundredth, and I mean it. It's okay. So a lot of people say, "Oh, well, you see the same thing." No, you see something different. Ever I do. I mean, I, I go to different places and and different rides, and I make a ride out of going there, and I make a ride out of coming back. And every day that I'm there, we, you know, depending on who I'm with, we try to pick different routes and different things to do, and. There was, like I, you know, I sent the text to you. There's so much to do and so little time. Yeah, in Daytona, we're there a week, so we can like, okay, yeah, I know I can go there Thursday. It's just Monday. You yeah, know, we have our set things that we do, but you know, they Harley crams a lot into basically Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is when they had the parade and all that. But we had already left town, so. But, so, were you at the, the 100th year anniversary one? Yes. So, was it similar to that? I mean, there was so... So, there was no museum then. Really? Okay. Okay. The museum didn't come into play until... Because uh, I went the first time it was open. So, the 105th. Yeah. So, the the 105th. It, the museum was open because I literally stayed a block away and just walked over there. I didn't have to ride in. Um, okay, so the, the museum actually opened in July 12th, 2008. Yes. Yes. For the, uh, it had been open, oh gosh, a month, five weeks. Uh, because the anniversaries <laughs> used to fall the very last weekend of August or the first, you know, the uh, uh, late Labor Day weekend. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so that, and it was, trying to remember, it was like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Kind of, kind of like it is now. They call it the homecoming rally, but every five years is a anniversary for Harley. Uh, 95th, 100, 105, 110, 115, and so on. And this being the 120, they... You know, blew it out and had, you know, the they released the new CVOs prior to that, but they were not, you know, available to look and touch and ride until uh, you got there in Milwaukee. It was pretty cool. Pretty nice. Cool. But, but, yeah, I mean, uh, my ride, let's give you a rundown. So I left here, South Carolina. It's only, it's right at 800 miles, 810, 20, something like that. And I wanted to do some roads and see a spot in Indiana. So I left here on a Tuesday and pretty much rode the highway till I got into Indiana. And then it was two lanes and I ended up going to Kokomo, um, 
and I rode Highway 13, 16, and 19, basically the Lincoln Highway, parts of the Lincoln Highway. Okay. Kind of in the Midwest. And I should have looked that up, but it's part of the Lincoln Highway. And it's cool. I'm two lanes out in the middle of, you know, nowhere. Like the ride that me and you went on last year, uh, or in the ride we went on just a few months ago, how it was out in the middle of nowhere, and then you come into a little town, and then, you know, a couple, 20, 30 miles later, another little bitty town. When I say a town, it's basically one little area with four or five buildings. Yeah, it sounds like uh, some parts of New Hampshire. And uh, they call it the, uh, I went and saw the Big Egg, which was there in Menton, uh, Indiana, and they call it the Egg Basket of the Midwest. <laughs> what the heck is that? Uh, I'll put up a picture. It is a big, huge egg in the middle of town in Menton. Really? You can take your picture with it. And you send it into Harley. It's one of Harley Davidson's um, 50 for 50, 50 oh. states, 50 rides. That's excellent. That's <laughs> pretty good. There. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so I went and done that, um, and then we rode. Uh, so a buddy of mine, Frank the Tank, he met me up there later that evening. He had to do some stuff back here in South Carolina, so he just boogied on, on up there. He was about three or four hours behind me. I I was leisurely. I was said, ah, if I want to stop here, I'm stopping, and. Uh, so he got up there the next day we had rain and what's funny about it is we're looking at the radar because that's what you do on a motorcycle trip you're like okay how can i avoid it um or if i have to ride into it you know what are my options and i'm like well you know what i think we're gonna hit it in about 160 miles so we're good till then so i walk back in the hotel i'm making sure everything's out of the room. I walk back to the bike and it's black sky and pouring. So <laughs> I just pull out my rain gear, walk back into the room and I'm like, uh, yeah, Frank, we we're, we're going to hit rain like within three feet instead of the 160 <laughs> miles. It's not, you know, it's one of those storms. that's not on the radar. You know, you yeah. got the 14 radar apps that, that you have. It, it's no, it's nowhere on it. We're looking at the, Let's see what town is that that we have. Uh, Gary, Indiana, then uh, Chicago. That that's where the big storm is. So, but it it rained for a good probably the first two and a half hours of the trip to uh, Milwaukee the next day. And it what's funny is if we looked on the radar, the storm kind of went below us, and we were kind of on top of it. If you want, you know, look at the map, you know, it's coming down. Well, there's another storm right behind it too. And it's in Milwaukee in Wisconsin. It's coming down through Chicago and it looks like it's jumping on 94, the road that we're on. So we get in the middle of Chicago on the, that horrible highway, which all highways are pretty horrible with lots and lots of traffic. And I'm like, it, it's getting dark. And you could see the storm coming, but we kept on boogieing. We ended up putting our foot down one time right in the middle of Chicago on the highway. And then we just got over in the hammer lane and and rolled it. And we got into uh, 
Wisconsin, and there's you, Charlie Davidson. It's the first one that you get probably 10 miles, 15 miles inside the, the state of Wisconsin. We pulled in there, get off the bikes, and it lets loose. And we ended up hanging out there for, oh, gosh, four or five hours. Oh, really? Cool, yeah, they had a cool museum. They had a bunch of stuff going on. They had a tent full of motorcycles for sale. Um, we didn't buy any. But uh, pretty cool place. And so we walked around in there. There was food. So it was, you know, we had planned on stopping there because it was on our way to the uh, house that we had rented. And uh, we just waited it out. And it pretty much rained. I think it rained like four or five inches that evening because <laughs> we wanted something to eat. So we had to get right back out in it. And when I say in it, we are in the middle of it. We're going down roads. And this is where I'm hating my rain gear again because I haven't bought any rain gear. Because <laughs> it, it, after a certain point, rain gear, it, it just doesn't work. And it's, I think it's designed to not get you soaking wet. It's designed just to keep you halfway dry. I, I, I can say that. Yeah, I mean, nothing, so, nothing you're going to wear is going to no. keep you completely dry. No, no. So we ended up eating, uh, and I walked in. I uh, was at Texas Roadhouse, and I'm like, uh, hey, I know y'all got cement floors. Do you mind uh, if we uh, get a table, and we'll mop it up? And the guy's like, no, nah, come on in. He's like, we got mops. And we did. We literally sat down. It was three of us. Another buddy of ours, he had uh, got into town, and we pretty much the whole area where we were sitting was just a river. I haven't been to a Texas Roadhouse in forever. I used to love their uh, the cinnamon bread. Or, no, I think it was the cinnamon butter. Yes. Oh, man. That was... Yeah, we had, I don't know, 12 dozen maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they yeah. just keep bringing them. They'll, you know, hey, do you want some more bread? You know, a lot, now they just don't even ask. They just keep throwing it down. But, yeah. yeah. Had, <laughs> it had a, had a good meal there, and um, we were wet. And, you know, it, I'll remember that from now on. And when I talk to Frank and Mark and I tell this story again, or they tell it to their friends and, you know, remember that time we were at Texas Roadhouse and we were soaked, but we were hungry and it didn't matter. And the guy's like, come on in, we'll mop up the water. You know, that's, that's what's riding the motorcycle across the country. That's what it's about. Yeah. Those are the best stories. When Those are the most fun when you, you're not having fun in the moment, but when you look back at it, you, you think it was fun. Yes. Was fun. It, you are exactly right. But Man, there's so, like again, I'll say it again, there's so much to see in Milwaukee. Yeah, um, I got to get there. Okay. Well, I mean, I know that it's, you know, the, the year's coming to an end pretty soon. So what we possibly could plan and we could, like a lot of these YouTubers, they jump on a plane and they fly in. So, and I know people in Milwaukee now. Okay. And uh, Elvis over there at the house of Harley. Uh, actually, he bought my uh, my Road King. I got to finally meet him. I've talked to him on the phone multiple times over the years working in the dealership. He used to work in Georgia at a dealership. I worked here in South Carolina. And we would uh, do some dealer trades and, and, you know, you get to, you know, just talk on the phone, and then he ended up buying my Road King, and we 
figured out, okay, well, we're, we know a lot of mutual people and we figured out how we knew each other. And, <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I got to stop in and talk to him, uh, there at house of Harley, which to me, out of all of the dealerships, they threw out the red carpet. Well, yeah, it's for the rally. I it's mean, almost it, like they're, they're welcoming. Oh yeah. They're like, please come here. Let I mean, all the concerts and didn't have to have a ticket. Uh, we didn't buy tickets for any of the Harley event things. I, I looked at it and I'm like, ah, you know, we've, I, I can't remember what number of podcasts it was, but we talked about, you know, do you go to concerts? And, you know, I, I have over the years paid for the Harley ticket thing. But this year I'm like, I, I don't want to see all that. There's so many other things going on that I'll feel obligated to stop what I'm doing and go there to the veterans park down on the lake where they had it. And, and if you look at the pictures, there were, I mean, so many people, but, uh, we didn't yeah. do that, but we hit up all the dealerships, but house of Harley, they, they had, you, you name a, a company aftermarket companies, things that we, that we like, um, for, for baggers, soft tails, for, for anything that has to do with American V twin or Harley Davidson, they were there. Um, your uh, buddy Roach, uh, he every time I walked by his booth, he was pinstriping something. Yeah, he must make so much money. <laughs> I mean, every and I, I, we were there three or four times, and there was not a time that he was not in there down with a brush painting up something. Yeah, good for him. Good for him. Make the money while he can. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, uh, and then, like I said, we went to, uh, Wisconsin heart. We went to all of them, all the, the dealerships that were there, they all had things going on, concerts, stunt shows, bike show, multiple things. Um, so it, you could get up and there's a, a list of hundreds of things to do. Um, but my, uh, and I'd been to the museum, but I was like, you know, I'm going to go and, what I do is I, I, you, I go in and they go all the way to the end of it and I go backwards because, you know, people will stop, you know, at a museum and they'll read. And I, you know, I, I like to do that too, but there's a less of a crowd. And when I tell you a crowd, it took us about 45 minutes to get in. it. Oh, I can imagine the crowds. Yeah. I mean, it was just, and it was hot. So, uh, it was air conditioned in there. So we piled up in there, spent a couple hours in there. Um, there was V2 and Visionary had their, uh, show, um, went, you know, just walked through the end there cause they were at the museum. Uh, there was, uh, it was Mama Tried. It wasn't, there was probably, we'll say 20, 30 bikes, uh, from those builders, uh, that were there and. You know, they were kind of spread out to where you could walk all the way around them. You know, I, I saw a few when I went in the museum. Then I come out, saw a few of them. You know, we went there every day, you know, at different times. So you, I pretty much saw all of them. Uh, then there was another section um, where it was a new product showcase. So it was all of the new bikes uh, and the new CVOs, the new uh, Road Glide and Street Glide. And they had their own section uh, in a building right there next to the museum and got to go in there. And we we lucked up 
we were there before everything kind of opened. And there were people standing in line to go into the store and the museum. And, you know, they had a little um, kind of map that showed you. And I'm like, well, if that's a new product showcase, the new bikes have to be in there. So I told the guys, I'm like, hey, let's go there and hit that thing up. We walked in. There were about 10 people. <laughs> and we, we we walked all the way around the new bikes, sat on them, played with them, took the bags off. We were just, you know, people come up and they're like, wonder how the bags. And I'm, I was like, well, you know, I've been wondering that too. So there was a guy standing there. He opens it and I just unscrew it. He pulls it off. We're looking at it. And I said, that's the same thing. You know, uh, the bag is different. Yeah. How do they, how do they look in person? They look pretty good they, in person. Or? They look a million times better than the pictures. So, okay. You know when, you know the bikes that we like. We like the old FXRs, the soft shells. Tell um, me the bikes we like. <laughs> yeah, I mean th- those. I-, I love those bikes, and I'll yeah. always love those bikes. And they hold a special place in my heart. But if I was going to go buy a new motorcycle, I'm not. But if I was, and there was unlimited funds, you know, I say I'll have every brand. I'd have a new Goldwing. This. I will buy that bike. It's yeah. that much. I mean, the technology in it, and I'm the infotainment center. You know, I don't even have that on my bike. It actually, it was the the small screen. I actually threw it away, and nobody wants that thing. Uh, and I've had one, and, and it's cool, and it does a lot of things. But the the road glide. I mean, it's already all you got to do. And you've seen it, Hoffman, he's already put a fender, a carbon fender on the front, the rear, different lights, and he's already put bars on. Yeah, me and uh me and Bob were talking about the new CVOs. He was he was digging the way the bags looked. But the bags are wider. Uh, they still have the speaker in them. I'm not, I don't care about that. No. Nope. I, I just you know, I run a Lexan headset, and that's fine for me. And sometimes I cut it off, and I just listen to the motors. Um, the, the you could fit a lot of stuff in those bags, and they look good. They're, they're wider, they're wide. Huh? They're chopped, and the the back it it is a a great look. And the fairing, when you see it in person, the light it all makes sense. Okay. Uh, the only thing I thought was a little odd is the horn. It is on the left-hand side, right next to, it's kind of hooked to the floorboard. And it doesn't have a cover on it. It's just the black horn that Harley's had. I mean, it's probably a Dash 87 part number. Yeah. It's just bolted right there because I was like, one guy was standing there and goes, wonder what happened to the horn. And I'm like, it's got to be here somewhere in the, the oil cooler and the, the radiator because it's a liquid cooled heads you know it's kind of wide and it goes down on the front and i'm like well it's here somewhere and i'm looking you know on the right side of the bike i'm looking on the left i'm like it's gotta be here and the guy's like there it is it's just sticking out and it was it it's just oh they're like oh yeah put the horn there that's kind of but i mean they're engineers they know way more than i do but i just thought that was odd It, it wasn't a and think about this: How many horn covers, and that's always an ornate piece on a motorcycle with Harley. Yeah, the horn right there. 
Yeah, it's like, and you know, the Springer has it up front, and the Sportster has a horn cover, and and, and so I kind of did a little deep dive on. I just was googling Harley horns and horn covers and hitting images, and I thought that's one thing they they went another direction. You know, and they're like, okay, we've done that before, but the Infotainment Center is it's it's pretty cool. It does a lot of things, and it's all digital. So there's no more gauges, you know, an analog gauge. It is all digital. The lights. Now, again, we were inside. I did see some out, like at dealerships, but it was always during the day. But I've watched a few videos um, on the bike. It's uh, the variable valve timing. Um more for emissions and again i'm no expert on motors um there's more i I don't know i gotta do a little bit more on that but um i did put up some pictures of the motor that had a cutaway oh i saw that and i mean there's i can't remember the exact numbers there's quite a few Instagram pages and some Facebook stuff where they already have them uh, out on a dyno and what they've, you know, putting out just right out of the box with stock everything. But they already have parts for it. The Screaming Eagle already has some stuff for it. Uh, air cleaner and uh, grips. There's already a, a line of grips uh, and some, you know, parts and accessories. But yeah, they are. I mean, it's cutting edge. I mean, Harley went way out there on this one. Uh, the inverted front uh, suspension. You know, and I didn't ride one. You could have, and and the line was not that long. And I'm like, you know, it's hot. <laughs> and I just rode a motorcycle, you know, and I was like not into it. So I'm like, I'll wait till a demo truck comes close by to one of the dealerships, and I'll go and I'll ride it five or six times. Um the rear suspension is uh, adjustable. I mean, there's a knob right there. From what I'm looking at, it's still to where you adjust one side and the other one adjusts with it, so to speak. Again, there's so many things on it. You're there walking around, you're looking at it, and there's other things going on. So I tried to take in as much as I could, but, yeah, there's it. it's... It's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool bike. Nice. That's good to know. Yeah. Um, I took a tour of the powertrain. I've done that before. Um, that's uh, where they make all the motors and put all that together. Um, that was, you know, it's, it's you just walk through and you can see it. And there's people there. Uh, I went on a Saturday, so they, hardly anything was running. Uh, and you can't take pictures and, you know, no video or whatever. And I just went through there and looking and, you know, they had the new motor and they were, had some machine running and it was, you know, pulling out parts, but that was pretty cool to see how all that's made. And, uh, you know, the American flags hanging everywhere and, you know, everything is Harley, you know, there's a bar and shield stamped, no matter, you could do a 360 and there's something Harley all the way around (laughs) uh, that building. I'm like, it's pretty cool. As it should be. 
Yeah. Yeah, and it, it, it was cool. Uh, Milwaukee, when there's an anniversary, I think they roll out the red carpet for everything, you know, for the riders. And it's if you've never been, um, please go. And, and do it on an anniversary. Um, you know, again, they're having the – they announced it while we were there. There will be what they call the hometown rally will be this particular time in July every year. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And so they'll, I'm sure they'll hype it up every five years, you know, for an anniversary. Yeah. It used to be in August. They would have the hometown rally. Um, and now it's July. So there was a, a big announcement, probably a day or two into it. But yeah, the museum was cool. Everything was, you know, again, rolled out the red carpet for, for all the Harley guys and gals. And I mean, everywhere you look, there was some YouTuber, Instagram person. And, you know, there's so many people, you know, I talked to a few, I gave out a few stickers. Um, you know, I asked one guy uh, about coming on the podcast and he's like, yeah, I, I, I definitely will. I will check it out. And yeah, I want to come on there. So talk to him. Um, I won't say his name. We'll talk about that later. Um, it happens and uh but yeah we, we a good time was had by all and uh the trip back home was uneventful up until about 40 miles till i got to my house and by legal reasons i can't say anything about it <laughs> <laughs> so um there will be more coming on that in the fall <laughs> well you better lawyer up yeah i had to lawyer up what about that no, I'm not. I didn't go to jail or nothing. It was uh, a lot of traffic, we'll say. Right. But anyway, yeah. So that that is Milwaukee. Um, so when you were in Milwaukee, did you see the thrashing supplies? Did you see their lowrider STs? Yes, I did. Oh, you uh, did. Yes. Yeah, so the we walked in, pulled into the uh, uh, museum, got parked, and I walked around the corner and I spotted them because they are. Uh, they're different than anything you'll see. I mean, one is a full-fledged race bike. Yeah. Going with all the carbon. Then the other one is the red and the blue and the white. And mm -hmm. I spotted them a long way out. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go over here and look all around this before it gets packed. <laughs> and what's funny is probably a, a good 30 minutes after that, I'll walk back out. Uh I don't even, I was just walking through and then they jump on them and out the front gate they go. <laughs> so they, um, I didn't get to see those guys. I saw them ride a few times, uh, there at the museum. I left them some stickers. Um, and, uh, hopefully thrashing guys, whoever listened to this, I left you some Milwaukee stickers on your bike and never got to see you, but, uh, they, uh, they were, they were cool bikes. Uh, it's, you see it, you should watch the videos, but you see them in person. It, there was a lot of engineering and, I mean, you know, you saw how much weight they shaved off the one that they did all the carbon. Yeah. And, and everything, the parts that they made and, you know, I knew what to look for because I'd watched the videos, you know, what they had put out. And it was, it was pretty cool. Those were some really cool bikes. Yeah, I would. I'd like to see those bikes. The race bike is pretty cool. Just I like the way they uh, 
they skinny made the bag skinny, everything skinny. Yeah. It looked really yeah. cool. And, and, and standing behind it, it just it's a totally I mean, it, you can set it up against, you know, everything out, all, all the other cool bikes we've seen, and it stands heads above all of them. Yep. I mean, some of the coolest, I mean, there's some cool bikes there. Some real stuff that we like. I mean, there are tons of cool choppers. And I, I love a chopper. But, you know, the cool performance, carbon, you know, I love carbon. I think that's the coolest thing ever. Um, just some re- really neat bike. Kind of information overload on your eyeballs. <laughs> when you go to things like that um but you know you, you kind of go in knowing that that see as much as you can take it all in and you know it, it, i did take some pictures but you know, I, you know i can go back and look at them but it's not like being there so no it is not but again milwaukee is awesome i had a great time it was right at uh, 24-ish hundred miles, I think. Um, and my trip meter, my range A and B went out on my bike. So that's that picture I sent you all ago is there's no controls on the left-hand side of my motorcycle. So, so I, I was trying to keep up with the mileage and, um, so I, I, I kind of figured it up loosely right around 23, 2400, I think was the total. Not, not a bad ride. No, not a bad ride, you know, within my four or five days, but yeah, good time yeah. was had ball. Good, good. So, uh, we were talking about Sturgis. Are you thinking you're going to skip Sturgis this year? Yeah. I mean, there's things I need to do to the bike. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's not quite ready. N- no. I mean, uh, the shop closest to me is closed on Monday. Okay. Uh, so I can't order the part till tomorrow. Huh. Yeah, I, sh- I should have took a picture. I had, the FXR looked so good in the back of the truck on the way to Milwaukee. It uh, just didn't stay there long, but <laughs> it, uh, yeah. Oh, well. well so, I did get, so is it, the truck fixed? The truck is fixed. The throttle body went out on it. And it. what happened was I was in like Connecticut. And I felt it. It almost like it was a misfire. So yeah. I, felt, I felt it, and I was like, huh. My God, I'll just keep going. And then, you know, I was going up on those hills on 84. I don't know if you remember, but yeah. uh, Route, Route 84 has got some serious hills. So I, I gave it a little bit, and it just went into limp mode. So I, I had to pull over, and I uh, had to start it, uh, shut it off, start it back up, and it was it was fine. And then it, I think it went into limp mode like two two more times. And then I just said, oh, "This isn't worth it." Yeah, be. turn it, turn it around. It, it took me forever to get back home because I was going so slow because I didn't want to give it a lot of fuel, a lot of gas, because that's what happened when the throttle body started opening. It just it, dumps gas everywhere. Yeah, I don't. There was something wrong with it, so I don't know. That's a Ford. Yep, yep. But it got so, me home. It didn't. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't found on road dead. Yes. And I've had plenty of Ford, so this is not a bash Ford, but hey, every vehicle happens. To stuff. They're, they're machines; they break. I mean, yep. my bike's out there with no switches on it. <laughs> um, what else is wrong? With it? There's but, uh, there's something else. Well, we'll talk about that later. But uh, uh, you know, it, it, again, we put miles on things, and you know, they have to be serviced. There are little issues that arise. I mean, it's not a big thing. It's just. 
and we'll, we'll we've got some a uh, couple more segments here, and we'll get into. But on a, what we're thinking. On a brighter note, the weather has been fantastic here. It stopped raining finally. Yeah, that's. I mean, <laughs> your your weather made my local news. It was oh, we had some serious uh, flash floods. Yeah, uh, up in Vermont, the roads were just like Montpelier, Vermont was underwater. The whole city was underwater. Yeah, I saw that. And was, that's what two hours from you. Yeah, and I've been to Montpelier. Montpelier is really cool. And yeah, I can't believe that. That's just crazy. So, well, so you've been out on the FXR. You've been out on the road glide. What you got any riding? Yeah, oh, yeah. Milwaukee, where are you riding? Um, I definitely yeah. I was riding on that Sunday. I took a nice ride. Went down to Portsmouth and uh, through across the beaches and stuff, and just just took a ride to get my mind off things. You know what I'm saying? So I did that, and uh, now the FXR hasn't really been out, but uh, I did put some new mirrors on it. Okay. So I put the little Arlen Ness uh, mini stalkers on it. Put That's those a good-looking mirror. Yeah, it really is. It, it fits perfect on the FXR. Yeah. I mean, all Arlen Ness stuff is, is it, it looks new, but it still goes with the old style yeah. of the bike. I mean... I don't know if I'd put it on the road glide. They're a little small, but like I said, they fit the FXR perfect. So they are definitely staying on that bike. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's get into this. This is our next segment. Oh, boy. Do you need more power from your motor? Or or just a good tune, a good pipe? good set of bars that fit you and ride and what what say you brian well me i mean personally i mean i'm fine with the power my bike has now it's comfortable it's set up just the way i want it so if i was to put cams in it the only reason i would want to put cams in it just so i could have that idling that lopey idle that's all i'd want okay (laughs) just so when i start it up it just it's got that cam sounding Mm mm-hmm and, uh, yeah, I mean, if it gave me a little more horsepower, that'd be cool, too. But I really... What if it them. gave you this big, huge torque curve to where when you were jumping on the highway that's right down from your house and you could just shower down in that third and fourth gear and just walk off and leave any traffic that was around you? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we like saying get on the highway in fourth gear and just get on it. Don't have to worry about. Yeah, yeah. that would that would be cool too. I mean, yeah, you. I mean, I, you don't have a, to look over your shoulder to merge. You just go straight ahead and let it eat. I'm not opposed to that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of things. So we have twin cams, and the twin cam. Now, again, our opinion. This is not gospel. We are not motor experts. Just what I've experienced in the past with twin cams. Um, I had a 05 Road King with a 1550 kit. So it went from, what is that? Uh, four, is it? Yeah, so it's 1340 on a Evo, 1450 on a twin cam. Yeah. And then the big bore with the, and I had, um, S and S gear drive, and I cannot remember what they were. It was like a 
1550 and it was a it went to like a 95 I think it's still a five speed but it had a ton of torque and it sounded outrageous nobody wanted to ride behind me on that bike it was a uh, smoky gold road king custom one with the hard leather saddlebags okay yep and I ended up with a pair of hard saddlebags and smoky gold and I would run them sometimes in a tour box and and actually that bike I bought used came with a fairing that was painted to match with the radio in it. so I could set it up and tour most of the time that fairing was off and in the garage and I just had a windshield on but yeah, I mean I've I've ridden um twin cams that had a bunch of motor work done to them it was a super glide and it it felt great off the light everywhere. Like every, every gear I was in, I just felt like I could hang just power down on it. Right away. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it, it was, it was great. It was a great feeling. So, yeah, I mean, I guess if I think back to that time I rode that bike, if I had that on my road glide, yeah, I'd be happy with that. Yeah. I mean, and it's a little bit more money because there's a little bit more involved in the twin cam. Versus the M8. M8, literally, you can throw a set of cams in it, some adjustable push rods, a good tune, and they're throwing some crazy horsepower. I mean, I don't have numbers in front of me, but things I've read, people that I know have done it. You know, yep. the, I've heard the same. Two, yeah. Um, so the I have the 103, and I'm looking at a couple different options, and I think I've landed on just cams and head work I, I had looked at the 110 going all out and the money factor comes into play i can do where i ride i do a lot of highway and touring you know the torque is what i want because i will leave here and i'll go ride 100 miles and you know the mountains are just literally out my door here and I can go hit a bunch of curves and have fun. And I'll never get into that sixth gear at 85 miles an hour like I'm going down the highway. I'll be in that third, fourth, you know, high RPM and 40, 50, 60 mile an hour playing around, having fun. So I think I've narrowed it down to cams, a little bit of head work. And, you know, Again, once they get into it and see, you know, if, you know, there's a measurement of the runout, if you go with the gear or the chain and a bunch of different variables in there, but I want that torque. I want that little bit more um, and use that power. I mean, the 103 has got plenty of power, but once you get up and get going down the road, it kind of falls flat. Uh, man, I can cruise all day at 85 knot. Not a problem. It's just when I want to pass a truck up a hill loaded down, it takes it a minute. So I want that ability to just roll on the throttle. I, I, I go back to when I had the M8 and it was just, they had anything done to it. There was a lot of torque in that. Even loaded down with a tour back and luggage. So, I haven't really settled on the cam yet. That is kind of in the works right as we 
speak. Uh, and it's not going to be done until after Daytona in October. So it's it'll be probably November, December, January, somewhere through there. Be ready for Daytona next year. Daytona, March, Daytona, good. Which is coming up on us quick. <laughs> I can't wait. I mean, we will. You will leave in February to get there. Yeah, I mean, what month? <laughs> July, August, September, October. Yeah, seven months. But still, I mean, it will be here before we know it. Yeah, I mean, we I got... know there's a there's a lot of motorcycle season left. I mean, for you, I mean, me. Hopefully, we won't have a horrible winter and we can ride all year round. But, um. Yeah, that's coming up on us pretty quick. But, you know, the, and there's, you know, I've asked a few guys that I ride with, and I know I'm like, you know, I talked to one guy, I'm like, Terry, so the previous bike you had, you went all out and went stage three and all of this, and your motor blew up. And he's like, I will never do that again. <laughs> and he's like, it's not, it wasn't the mechanic's fault, it just that particular part failed. They had to rebuild the whole motor. And he said, it was fun while I had it. He's like, but there was always this in the back of my mind that what have I done to the longevity of this motor? It was fine when I got it. It was a 117. It was the motor I'm talking about. And then he went all out. And it, I think he ended up with maybe 10,000 miles on that build. Yeah, so, you, so someone like you that does, you do a lot of miles. I mean, just you can't beat stock reliability you just no no i mean right out of the box you know yeah i mean doing a good pipe but i just want a little more man i could go buy an m8 and throw the cam in it and be light years ahead of what i am in the twin cam but i like my bike yeah i know i mean for me i don't do quite as many miles as you so i could do a little cam action a little something and uh you know wouldn't really it wouldn't be on the back of my mind thinking you know did i do the wrong thing should i have not opened up the motor or anything yeah i, I think cam uh i think a cam will be is pretty reasonable it's not it's not going to do any this makes some really jam up stuff yeah um, I, mean, I mean you could do the whole 110 kit it's a bolt on and you go down the road i mean uh, i've seen a few videos where i put in the fuel uh not the fuel uh the wood cam in my bike and uh, they're getting close to 100 horsepower, 100 torque. So it's like, that's, I mean, that's plenty for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, would, would you, I mean, is that something on your list or eh, if I do it, I do it. And it's not a big factor. I would rather have. So, okay. So if you, you get to pick one or the other, you want a cam, do some motor work, or you want something else. Whatever that something else, you, you name it. Yeah, I, I mean, my road glide is pretty much the way I want it right now. So it's like I'm kind of in a – I'm kind of done with it right now. Okay. So, yeah, I think cams would be my next – but I, I'd like to do it myself. I've been – I know I've watched – I'm YouTube certified now, so I could, <laughs> I, I could probably do it. Well, yeah, you probably could. I, I would not attempt it. I'm just – yeah, I, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I could put it on the lift and I could take it all apart. And the, the cam, they make a sound where it's not so bad. You don't have to take the gas tank. You don't have to do anything, really. You don't yeah. have to take any heads off. You just take the cam plate off. Yeah. You know, the push rods, put adjustable push rods in there. Yeah. So you just, it, uh, to, I mean, there are 
tunes that you buy and you plug in and you do it. I mean, it's all, you know, back in the day when there was carburetor bikes and you did that, you had to, I mean, it had, you had to go to the dealer or independent shop and they had to do all that. Well, while we're in that, so with my switch messing up, you know, it popped up and said diagnostic. And do you know to go to the Harley shop for them to plug it in is $150? That's one hour labor. Yeah, I believe it. Um, or text. And I'm like, I know what it is, but, uh, you know, if I bring it over there, you plug it up, you know, this is a 10 minute deal. And he's like, that's a half hour. Great. Like, there's no, can I not get eight minutes? <laughs> so, what? what's the problem? The the switch has went bad. Oh, okay. Yeah, you said that. Now, you know, it, the high beam, low beam, turn signals, all that works. It's the trip meter. Oh. So, my range A and B. Gotcha. Oh, okay. And so, get this. So, the part, just to replace that is like 240 dollars But you can get the CVO lighted switches for 266 and you get both right and left. <laughs> that seems like a no brainer to me. Yeah. So, yeah. So I will be purchasing that tomorrow and hopefully, I mean, it, it takes a week. I mean, there's nothing overnight anymore like that. No. Uh, and I've called around just to see if anybody had it stock. They do, but it's, four hours from my house and I'm like you know what that that's just not hey just I wait, order. wait I can wait six seven days it's not hey, a you got another know. motorcycle to ride it's not like this is the only motorcycle I have exactly yeah, but getting back on the motor and and I so I, I've asked a few guys um I have one friend of mine he has a dragster of a motor build and he kind of wishes he wouldn't have done anything because he's had multiple problems with it. And I say multiple problems. It's not him because, you know, he doesn't do burnouts and wheelies and, you know, 200 miles an hour everywhere. Well, maybe it's that's just, the problem. Yeah, yeah maybe it is. <laughs> um, it was, you know, some of the software um, had messed up and it's costing quite a bit of money. Yeah. Um, but, you know, my bike's paid for. So if there is an issue, I can... I can have it fixed. I have yeah. a reputable shop that does all my work. I trust what they do. Uh, right. Shout they, out to CNC Thunder. And if you're listening to this, thank you guys. They've been selling a bunch of bikes, I say. Yeah, they have. They sell a ton of used bikes. Good, good. quality used bikes. So if you're in the market, you're in the upstate of South Carolina. Hey, if you're in Georgia, Tennessee, need a good used motorcycle, get my guys at CNC Thunder right here in beautiful downtown Calpin, South Carolina. Uh, you can find them on the gram at CC Thunder and on Facebook, CNC Thunder. Give those guys a shout. Yep, they're but, a good follow. Yep, they are. They do all kinds of stuff. But getting getting back to that, I mean, if you did motor work, would you still ride it across country? Um, well, yeah, I don't ride across country now, so... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, so I asked a few guys. Let me get back to that. So I asked Terry, and he's like, I'm only going to do a breather and pipes from now on. He's like, I'm over the motor. He's like, if whatever it comes with is what it comes with. Yeah. 
And I mean, so I that... ask another guy, and he's like, well, you know, I don't ride across country. I trailer mine to Daytona if I go. Uh, I may ride to Myrtle Beach, which is 250 miles from his house because he lives in roughly the same town I do. And he's like, you know, I've done, you know, popped-up motors, and they were fun. He's like, but there was always an issue. And I was like, have you done a newer one? I mean, how long ago was this? And he's like, oh, he's like, no, I hadn't done a, a newer bike, like a, a newer M8 or something like that. And so we kind of was talking back and forth, and he just said, you know, I would do a cam and a few things just to get a little bit more power and torque. No problem. I'd ride across country or I'd ride to Daytona. He's like, but to do a super jam up, huge build, no. He says, I, I, I wouldn't. And, and I've heard guys on the other end, they're like, hey, I got a 131, a 132 now, and I would ride from here to California. One thirty. Don't they have a one thirty-five? Uh, there's something just come out today from S and S. One thirty-two and maybe one thirty-five. Well, Harley's got that, you know, the crate motor. Yeah. Um, there's a guy I watched on YouTube, and I can I want to say he's from Texas, and he has a supercharger on a road glide, and he rode it to Daytona, and he's rode it everywhere. I don't know what it, I hate. I hate turbos on bikes. For some <laughs> they just, yeah, they sound cool. And, and every time I hear one, I turn around and I'm thinking there's a blower motor on a Mustang or a Vet or something. It sounds like a power stroke diesel coming down the road. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know, I, to each their own. That's what's great about motorcycles. You can make it anything you want it to be. And people have. And they, and I have seen, whew, there was some <laughs> unbelievable things I saw in Milwaukee. I mean, there was one guy, He his apes were at least 20 inches. And I, I'm like, what? You know, I did a double take. And, people, <laughs> and, you, and I was standing there at the museum, and he rolls through, and people, everybody was stopped and looking. And I'm like, how is he turning that thing? And we and everybody would just it, it's if you can just picture this, you know, a good 15, 20, 30 people, you know, walking back and forth, and there's a lot of motorcycles. Well, this guy, he is towering above everybody because all you see is these chrome bars in his hands. Hey, was he a tall guy? Was he just like he, he, he was taller than me, so I mean everybody's taller than me. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean it looked it looked awkward because he was fully extended when i say that he was he was right up on the edge of the seat <laughs> and he was duck walking and i'm like he's got to turn because you got to park over here in this field watched and he just duck walked it down the little path and he didn't pull in real sharp to the there's a grassy area he went on out there's another paved road he went outside. I'm like, and I was one guy overheard him say, he goes, how does he ride that thing? And I'm like, well, he, he, he rode it in here. <laughs> yeah, very carefully. Very, yeah, it was, yeah, you, there was all kinds of sites uh, to see up there. There was a group, uh, and I think I mentioned on the last podcast, that rode all the way from Costa Rica. Yeah, did you see them? I did. 
I'm at the museum and I hear these people hollering and chanting and I turn around and they all have matching shirts, <laughs> the Costa Rica crowd. And I, I should have got my phone out and took a picture. There was a huge group of them. They were getting their picture with, uh, just people were just coming up to them. There was a huge group, uh, from Mexico. They had on their sombreros. They were getting their picture. It was, I, I want to say this. So, there at the museum, that's kind of the central hub. There were people from every country that you can imagine. And I know no language but the English language. I knew a little bit of Spanish. But you know what we all could talk about? A Yes. We could say Harley Davidson and they would smile. <laughs> and you you would see people and you know they don't they don't know English and you don't know you know, Spanish or, or whatever, you know, language that they, but they would smile, shake their head, you know, and I, I gave a few guys some stickers. Um, it, it just, you know, and they, they thank you. And they Harley Davidson. So what made it cool about being there is we didn't speak the same language. We come from different walks of life, but one thing we had in common, Harley Davidson. Yep. They they were there for the same reason I was there. And I just I mean, you just stood around there and looked at I mean, all the the flags and you, you, what you need to do is go there's a bunch of videos of it now is watch the parade uh, on Sunday and you will see every flag represented from I mean every around the world. Around the world. I was in the museum standing next to uh, some guys and I looked at the shirt. They were from Brazil. They had their uh, Harry Davidson Brazil and had a bunch of uh, all, all English writing on it. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, it was just neat. Uh, it's just to stand around and, and see all that. And I just, I was thinking that I was like, you know what? I don't know how to communicate with these people other than to say Harley Davidson. And they know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, they, you, you know, how far did you ride? You don't have to ask them that. I mean, they, they were, they were there for the same reason. I just think that's cool. Definitely. What else do we have in this episode? We just keep talking and talking and talking and. Yep. It's almost time to wrap it up. I mean, what we got left is. Uh... Well, let's, let's get into this. Uh, smoke out. So we got the smoke out coming up. That's the next thing I'm going to. Yeah. Oh, did I, um. I didn't tell you about my shovelhead little mishap. No. So we let's hear about shovelhead mishaps. So uh, a couple nights ago, I had a bag of trash in the garage, and it got broken into by some pesky animal. Really? Uh, were, were there a lot of uh, whoopie pie wrappers in there? <laughs> it could have been. That's could've what been. he was going for. And if, um, if you think of a whoopie pie, this particular rodent or animal looked like a friggin' whoopie pie. <laughs> okay. Right. So, I have the shovel head. It's kind of up against the wall. It's not on the kickstand. It's lean. It's I got it up against the wall to take up less space, and I got a piece of a wood on the right hand peg, and it, it's up against the wall. So I think that rodent, that friggin' skunk, tried mm. to squeeze, but behind the piece of wood. Mm. And he pushed my shovel head over. So I came out the next morning, 
the shovel head was on the ground. Oh my goodness. And it, it didn't ruin anything. Except it did something to the shifter and it, I couldn't get it out of gear. It like it pushed it down. It was so I think it bent like the the shift of that maybe the the spline maybe or something. And it, it bent the left handlebar and it, it messed up the plate, but really? so I gotta look at that before because I haven't even I I got it back into neutral and I just kind of put it back where it was and I haven't um I haven't messed with it since. Okay. I, I, I haven't even put gas in it. It's the brand new powder coated tank. I haven't even put gas in it to start it up yet. The, well, you better because the smoke out's coming up September 7th. I know. The battery was charged, fully charged, and I just never I never put gas in it. So, but okay. yeah. Well, so, I'm, I'm going to get that. I'm going to just roll it out in the driveway and just kind of see if, if something is really wrong with the shifting. And if it is, I'll have to open up the primary after i make another one yep yeah you have to do you need to do some you need to do a complete walk around on that put up some pictures Maybe i will some ride videos it's it's not quite done yet i have i have no oh, okay, okay, okay well i haven't found handlebars that i liked yet so. right. we did talk about that when i was in laconia uh so will it make it to the smoke out so have you i'm putting you on the spot are you flying or driving no, if I'm going, I'm driving. And if the shovel head is running, if the shovel head's going. Okay. Well, yeah. I have our reservations. They were made a few weeks ago. We yeah. are about 2.1 miles from the venue. <laughs> <laughs> so, not a lot of riding. <laughs> well, that's perfect for shovel heads. <laughs> exactly. That's what I thought. I was like, I hope, let's get one on the hill so Brian can coast. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ride my soft tail. Okay. Yeah, we're just literally, I, I think it's like 2.2 miles where we can either go the little two-lane road and make a circle or we can get on the highway and we can actually see the exit. That's how close we are. Nice. So, yeah, I got to thinking about that the other week. And I'm like, man, I, I looked at places to stay, but um, I need to go ahead and get that nailed down. So, yeah, well, the Upshift podcast will be there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then it ends, so we'll, we'll be leaving Sunday. Perfect. So, yeah, we'll be staying right down the street. Um, so that's the smoke out September 7th through the 10th. That is the original chopper party in Salisbury, North Carolina, which is real. I think it's a 115 miles from my house, roughly, straight up the highway. Perfect. Um, I was going to give you an update on my suspension technology's rear suspension. Um, just cracked what, uh, what, 4,000, 5,000 miles on it. Sheesh. Um, oh yeah. And the roads in Milwaukee are rough, <laughs> really rough. Uh, the roads in Illinois, rough. The roads in Kentucky, rough. Uh, Indiana, rough. Um, yeah, but we hit a train track and tell you this, I come off. I slow down at those things, but it was on a a divided four lane highway, and I saw it, and I'm like, okay, I'll slow down, and I'll you know when I get up there, I'll make sure I get in the because you can see on a railroad track, you can see if they're raised up or they've paved around it, and all the whole thing was probably raised up, yeah, and it just boom, 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 it was horrible. 
I, I literally, I actually, before we got on here, I was out there playing around with the bike and I said, you know, I'm going to put this on my little floor lift and spin the wheel and see if I didn't bend a, a rim or something. I mean, I, it was hard, hard. I tell you, it was pretty bad. Uh, but my suspension is performing flawlessly. I need to do the front. That will make it a whole lot better. And uh, my Indy Ridge boots. I've got, shoot, almost 4,000 miles on those. And uh, the vented ones are not waterproof. Just to let everyone know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're vented for the water to come in. Exactly. Uh, okay. Uh, we're going to hit uh, what's in your saddlebag. And we do this almost every episode uh, of Depth Shift Podcast. And sometimes it's the same thing. And we're trying to remind you what to keep in your saddlebag. You got anything new in your saddlebag, Brian? Great. I gave up my saddlebag earlier in the episode. My Ireland Ness mirrors. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, it can be a part. Yeah, I forgot about it. Yes. Yeah, it can be Sorry. a part. Yeah. Uh, mine is going to be new rain gear. I know I said that uh, a couple weeks ago. I, th- that's happening this week. I I will be at work playing around on the internet, and I'm looking for rain gear. All right. So so don't bother me. Um, <laughs> don't come to me with work. Yeah, no, please. I'm working on getting some rain gear. Um, and safety corner. We try to throw this into our episode. My safety corner, or safety corners. Check your bike. Do a walk around. Make sure that. Um, Everything looks tight. Everything is closed. Like I stopped, uh, I went from one gas stop to the next one's 168 miles. And guess what was open? My saddlebag. Ugh. And I asked Robert behind me, I'm like, Robert, did, did you not see my saddlebag open? He goes, no, it's behind you the whole time. <laughs> I said, you never saw the, the lid pop up, move. He's like, no. He said, I didn't notice that. Huh. I'm like, well, I, it was just, but it was open. Maybe it just popped up when you pulled into the gas station. I may have, but you know, what's funny is, is my billfold was in that saddlebag. <laughs> so yeah, do a walk around, check your air pressure. Um, you know, on a trip, you know what? And I've seen this, uh, not, not with me. Well, actually with me personally, I, I'm going to tell the story. Tell it. So, uh, I had a 1988 Electroglide Anniversary Edition, 85th uh, Harley-Davidson Anniversary Edition, black and gold, awesome motorcycle. 80 cubic inch, had an EV27 cam, rode it to Daytona a few times. I put a lot of miles on that bike. It was completely restored. I'm talking from one end to the other, new bushings, new bearings, new everything. And I am on a trip to Myrtle Beach for bike week. And I stop at this store, put gas in. And it's a little bitty country store that I stop at a pretty good bit. And I walked in, got some, you know, Mountain Dew, whatever. I'm walking around, and I just happened to look down. I'm like, God, whoever was here before me leaked a lot of oil. And then I looked at it again, and I'm like, no, that's me. <laughs> I'm leaking oil. Yikes. <laughs> and I was like, oh. That so I get down looking underneath there and my um plug drain plug is loose like really loose to where I can hand tighten it 
Oh, that's not good. And I walk back in the store, and I'm like, uh, uh, I got any tools? And they're like, yeah, the guy over here, he's got a bunch in his truck. And he opens up his truck, and they are, you know, tools from Harbor Freight. And I'm like, hey, 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 don't be knocking that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, I, I like Harbor Freight tools. I mean, there's some tools I buy used twice. So I look through there, and, you know, some of those you just can't read the size. And I'm like, uh, I was like, well, I'll just grab a few and got down there and I picked the right one, tightened it up. And I'm like, you know, what if I didn't put the O-ring on there? Well, I'm not pulling it out and checking it out. But anyway, that's <laughs> uh, that, that's my story. And then I was kind of worried about it the rest of the time. And I got there and I bought oil and, you know, one little bitty drop of oil. When it spreads out, it looks like seven Oh, yeah. So, and it was down just a tick. But what's funny <clears> is I rode all that way. And there was no, it must have literally rattled loose, we'll say, as I was coming down that hill and pulled into that station. Because there yep. was no, there was a little bit of oil and I wiped it all off. But, yeah, but that's my story. So on safety corners, walk around, do make sure you side of bags or, or, uh, or latched and, and, and lock them. Yeah. Um, I have to tell you that story. The first time I ever did an oil change on my twin cam, I uh, I pulled out what I thought was the drain plug for the oil. That was a transmission. No, it was a drain plug, but then I looked it up, and every single form said, do not take this one out. It's <laughs> That's well, the, yeah. the cr- crankcase, I think crankcase. it is. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, oh, gosh. And I pulled it out, and I'm like, oh, the, the oil's coming out. And uh, and then I was looking it up. I'm like, huh, that doesn't. Why? I'm like, because I looked it up and I, it said it's a five eighths hex plug. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. I used some Allen wrench to get that thing out. <laughs> what the? I looked it up and every and do not remove. Do not remove. Yes. I'm like, yes, oh boy. Yep. And you had to put what red Loctite. And yep. Yep. Red so probably... seal and all kinds. Yeah. Yeah. So. But, you won't make that mistake again. Nope, and it uh, it never leaked. It was not a problem. Well, good. So, anything else that we need to say? Uh, I know we've been talking about biker movies. I've had a couple people reach out, and hey, Wild Hogs is, I think, number one for everybody. There's a reason for that. <laughs> it's one of the best. It one sure is. Best. One of the best. I, I, re- uh, I really got to watch it again. Yeah, I told you I found my copy, but I don't have a DVD player to play it on. Yeah. So, oh well. Maybe maybe there's one at work. I'll watch Wild Hogs at work while I look for rain gear. <laughs> what can you ask for a better day? <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, don't call me tomorrow. You know what I'm doing. But no, <laughs> if you have listened this far into the Upshift podcast, and I've just rambled on and let Brian talk every other minute, not really. <laughs> no, we, we thank you. We would like to thank um, Suspension Technologies and Indy Ridge Boots, uh, CNC Thunder, uh, for jumping on board and being partners here with us um, at the Upshift Podcast. But we've had a good one on this one, and we will be back before you know it with some motorcycle talk. Yes, we will, and uh, looking forward to it already, Bray. Okay, buddy. Good to hear from you, and we will talk soon. See ya. See ya.